listener email all day today. And by email, we mean voicemail. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, you're he mistaken. Said to me, he said, <laughs> you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys would put mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> keep uh, preaching the word, pastors, keep it mediocre, mediocre and hilarious. Going viral, this is Table Talk. Oh, <laughs> oh too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> easy, too soon. <laughs> How's it going over there in Austin, fine. Texas? Yeah, fine. You know, we're under the lockdown, you know. Everyone's got their, everyone's excited, I think, around here in Texas because they get to wear bandanas everywhere. It's like I've always <laughs> wanted to act like a like a stagecoach robber. Now, <laughs> now now's your can. chance. <laughs> now it's required. <laughs> All we need is a stagecoach. I was wondering, uh, I, I don't know how Texas is operating here in Oregon. They're uh, allowing, so you're supposed to stay at home except for essential services, uh, and banks are still open. So I wonder if oh. when you walk into a bank, if like, they pulled the alarm right away because they were wearing a mask. <laughs> There's a guy with the mask coming in. That's right. They pull the alarm if the guy doesn't have a mask. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, so we I are... got a clerical mask, by the way. It's all black with a white stripe on it. <laughs> Orthodox filter. It's pretty sweet. Boy, that that's a marketable thing there. Mm. That's right. It filters out all the false doctrine. I forgot to wear it today. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, I was going to say, if you're wearing it today, I'm not sure I'll be able to hear you much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if it just goes silent on your end, I'll know That's why. right. It's the, the mask on. is working. It's hard, hard, hard. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> We're justified by faith and love. <laughs> All right. Well, can't get the words out. We're going to be doing some. Did you hear uh, the great thing? Emails. The Pope. Oh, did you hear about the Pope? No, he's, I don't know anything about he the He said during this coronavirus pandemic that since uh, people can't go to their priest to confess their sins, they can go to God directly. Whoa! <laughs> Just I mean, for the time being, in an emergency context. I know, so chaos brings the Catholic Church to orthodoxy. <laughs> Normally, chaos brings people out of order. <laughs> Well, that's right. I mean, when you're, how, how would this be? You know, I, it's like, that's you know, it's let's just say your job is illegal, like you're a mob boss or something, but now you got to stay home. Yeah. So for the time being, you're not <laughs> exactly. That is a good analogy, right there. You know, always, it always makes me wonder, of. though. I mean, don't, aren't people at some point scratching their heads and say, "Wait a minute, if if God can for, I mean, if if God forgives my prayers when I when I ask Him directly during this time." Why is it then required at other times? Like, I mean, does, at some point, you just kind of go, wait a minute. 
<laughs> it's it's sort of like when um, Luther said if if the Pope could uh, forgive or uh, what spring the souls out of purgatory, he should just do it out of Christian love. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Anyway, that was that was really really got him. You know, he got the how did he say he got the goose by the neck. <laughs> you got how come you if you can forgive sins how come you're charging people so much? Why don't you just do it for free? Uh oh, for free. <laughs> Remember that movie? That's the movie, the famous movie called Bedtime Stories by Adam Sandler. Yeah. I don't remember that. One. I got a I got an awesome buzz phrase for you. Okay. The Weimar Alter Pat. Wait. Weimar Alter Peace. Okay. By filter almost. You know this uh famous Lucas Cronach painting. And uh it's of it has Jesus in the middle on the cross, and then Jesus on the left stabbing the devil. It's great. There's the sin, death, and the devil. And then on the right is John the Baptist pointing to Jesus, and then Cronach, the, 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 the painter himself, and, and Luther standing there. So Luther has the Bible open, and Cronach is there and is, with his hands folded, and the blood of Jesus is flowing from the cross through a dove right onto Cronach's head. It's absolutely stunning. And it's a very famous painting. And I realized, like three weeks ago, I was looking at it. I ordered a bunch of them. I just went on the, what's that thing called where you can make your own postcards? The, one of those websites. The internet? Yeah, the internet. It's one of specific, <laughs> it's, a spe it's a specific internet. Uh-huh. Anyway, what is that? Uh, anyway, like uh, Vistaprint? Or yeah, that's the okay. one, Vistaprint. I went on the Vistaprint, and I got the 500 postcards of this altarpiece. Nice. To leave to people in the hospital. This is before the days. It was like right before the days when you can't go to the hospital anymore. And um, I was looking at it, and I realized, wait a minute. This is the same painting from from Law and Gospel. You know this other fa very famous Cronach painting, Law and Gospel, where it has the tree in the middle and Jesus, the gospel stuff on the right, Jesus on the cross, and then the, the law stuff on the left, Moses and everything. Well, this... The, the Weimar altarpiece is the same painting, just from a different perspective. It's amazing to see. Hmm. Anyway, I have that. I was blown away by it, and you know, I thought to myself, I was so blown away by it that you, I thought, what you know, would be great for the radio is talking about a painting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have that Weimar altarpiece, just the main because there's, there's actually several sections, but I have the the main piece that you're talking about in my living room, right there. So, oh, yeah. and 500 points for me for using your buzzword. See, oh, I, wow. that's my new strategy. I'm just going to use it right away so you don't even... Like, I didn't even trick it. It's, <laughs> it's like when you're playing tag and the person tags you right back. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait a uh, So I don't even know your buzzword yet. I might have... I, you know what? I might have already used your buzzword. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, my buzzword for you is... The pre-use. Faith. Faith? Faith. I bet I said that already. Five hundred <laughs> points for me. No, I want to. I want to start with uh, the not definition of faith. Okay. Um, uh, believing in something that can in no way be proven. I think that's the operating definition ah. of faith for a lot of people. Is that I mean, there, there's no there's no reasonable reason to believe in this thing, but believing in any way, well, that that is faith. <laughs> I mean, we have this text from uh, Thomas yesterday. Did you preach on that yesterday? Uh, yeah. That uh, here Thomas is saying, look, unless I put my finger into the the holes in Jesus' hands, I will never believe. Um, now, we're pretty rough on Thomas. I mean, 
even even though we ha- we've given him the very I mean somewhat whoever coined the phrase doubting Thomas they were putting the best construction on it. You know, kudos to that person, right? Because he says, I will never believe. I think he's doubting. He's a little lukewarm. <laughs> he's, he's slightly unsure. Um, but at least, though, uh, now the Lord says, blessed is he who does not see and yet believes. Um, but to at least to Thomas's credit, he was not willing to go out and preach a thing unless he knew the resurrection resurrection actually happened. Um, and so, I mean, that Thomas Thomas lived in the time in which uh, Jesus uh, walked among ar- around him, and so he wanted to see this resurrected Christ. I mean, he was he was getting ready to send Thomas out to preach. Now, th- now th- this is an interesting perspective because um, Thomas was the guy. If you remember a few chapters earlier in John. When John said, "Hey, uh, we're gonna go to Bethany for Lazarus," and Thomas goes, "Well, I'll die with you too, then." <laughs> mm-hmm. He's the guy who's right, and now he comes to this room with uh, nine or no ten disciples, and they're locked behind locked doors, and they're saying, "Hey, we we saw we saw Jesus resurrected." Well, then why are you behind a locked door? <laughs> well, and, and, and I think this is the key point, is that if they're all behind the locked door because they're afraid, then that means Thomas, the only one who was not afraid, yeah. is out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, know? I, I, I know. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm certainly not saying that Thomas uh, was right in not believing. Uh, certainly he should have heard the report and should have believed the word of Jesus, right? Just, you know. This is what it happened, as I said. But, uh, but um, faith then is not just believing in something contrary to the evidence. Uh, faith is believing in God's promise. So mm-hmm. God's promise, uh, for example, your sins are forgiven, um, is not something that is actionable, right? Like it, it's different than saying, uh, "Go do um, ten Hail Marys and you will be forgiven." Uh, it's just a promise. There's no strings attached. There's no action required of you. You are forgiven. And a person either believes that promise or does not believe the promise. But faith is believing the promise of God. But that faith is actually grounded in something that actually happened. It, it's not just kind of uh, floating in the wind. It's Christ is raised from the dead. And on the basis of that fact, on the basis of that reality, I can believe the promise that my sins are forgiven. Right. That's right. Like, it's, you know, this is this common thing that we hear all the time, which is this crazy thing, really. And that is that if Jesus wasn't raised, then we would still be Christian. You know that survey that happens every Easter? Hey, if you, if they found the body of Jesus, would you still be a Christian? And all the Christians say, oh, yeah, of course. And we have to say, no, 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 no. It's the body. It's the it's the empty tomb. Now, how about this? By the way, I was trying to ref- I was reflecting on this earlier. What what do we think about the fact that Jesus lets the empty tomb preach before he lets his raised body preach? Yeah. Fascinating. Do you have ideas about that? Yeah, I do. I'm going to tell you all about them right after this break. <laughs> Good. All right. Then after Good, I'm that, about that, we're going to be listening to your voicemails, 1-800-385-SOLA. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now i got to think of something to think about. I'm sure I can think about it. 
possible. This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. I missed that. Table video. Talk Radio is the best radio program ever. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, I said it. Now we let me go. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The Sunday Drive Home, grappling with the text on the Theo vlog. These are some of the playlists on the YouTube channel. Visit YouTube slash Wolfmuller1. Check it out there. So before the break, you made this interesting point that uh, Jesus lets the empty tomb preach before he lets his resurrected body preach. Is there any significance to that? Well, only this, that people will then see this reality, the, the thing that happened, that the, they at least know this much, at, at an empty tomb means that the dead body of Jesus was not where he was laid last. And then uh, the, the Jesus is sort of letting... Uh, a, a observer of that draw their own conclusion is the conclusion of that well he told us that he was going to rise from the dead so i guess it happened or is it going to be oh someone took the body because we know that a dead body cannot rise from the dead and uh right. and it seems that um uh mary and mary uh seem to have gone the direction of am i am i saying that right that that uh I'm getting my Marys mixed up, but there's a Mary. Well, there's there's either three or four or five Marys. Right. Well. So te- so ask me which I'm all I'm all uh, up on this. I've been thinking about it. Lately, all right. So. so I'll I'll describe an event and you tell me which Mary. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, this is a new game. Okay. It's my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite game. Uh, uh, supposing him to be the gardener, asks him, uh, "Where have you laid him?" Mary Magdalene. Okay. Um, seeing the. Uh, empty tomb run to Peter and John Mary Magdalene also <laughs> I don't know what else to say uh, sp- uh, was speaks- with Mary Magdalene but stayed to hear the angels speak okay. that's Mary the wife of Clopas there you go mother of James the less and Joseph also uh, that 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 Mary is probably the Clopas is probably the brother of Joseph so, anyway. But uh, what? N- none of those Marys is Mary, mother of our Lord. Mary, mother of our Lord, was probably staying with Peter and John in John's house in Jerusalem during all these events. Mm. So she was there when Jesus appeared to them on Easter Eve. Mm. But she did not go to the tomb. Interesting. All right. So I'll award you 200 points. Hey, what about this? Do we know that th- that there's this ancient tradition that Mary Magdalene and Mary of Bethany are the same Mary? I don't know. Very interesting. I like that, by the way, but there's a lot of—all the Protestants don't like that tradition. There's an older, even older connection between the sinful woman, the prostitute in Luke chapter 7, and Mary Magdalene, from whom seven demons were cast out. And that goes back to Pope Gregory, like in 580 or something. He put all three of those people together, Mary of Bethany, Mary Magdalene, and the prostitute. Uh, and he said it's all the same woman. I'm not sure if that's the case, but that's that's an interesting hmm. idea. Hmm. Interesting. All right, hmm. so we're going to go to the uh, voicemails. If you have a comment or question, you can call it in, 1-800-385-SOLA. Also the place for your uh, church science submissions and your Theological bumper sticker submissions. Uh, here's the first one, Pastor Wolf Miller. 
Hi, this is Riley in Spokane again. I got another bumper sticker. I'm not sure if you guys want to touch this one, but it says, uh, stay and neuter your pets and your weird friends and relatives. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spay and neuter your pets. Does it have like instructions? Uh, I think like it's a just, neuter kit. Just, just spay and neuter kit. You know, there is always this is a, this is a good thing to talk about actually. Yeah, because this has to do with mm, the idea of sterilizing people is an old idea, and it comes up over and over again in criminal justice discussions and the ethics of 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 sterilization it's it's connected to eugenics and a bunch of other stuff but it is this it's this question of is the is the is virility a human right <laughs> it's so interesting or does the state have the authority to take away someone's uh, capacity for progeny mm. and there's a and there's oh and sometimes it's there, it comes in as a voluntary question. Like, it's one of these things. Like, uh, you know how some states have these needle exchanges, but they'll say things like, "You can go to this needle exchange in exchange for sterilization." So we'll sterilize you, so you can't have any messed up kids, <laughs> and then we'll give you drugs so you can keep messing yourself up. Hmm. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting ethical question. I hadn't um, heard of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, I mean, there's, there's kind of two things on that. I mean, um, one, one side is the government side, and the other one is just kind of the ideology. So we could, we could talk about um, China, for example, or as Trump likes to say, China, China. <laughs> anyway, um, that China. The, the, this, this, I think, was for the purpose of population control, which they have, I think, come to realize that was a bad move. Um, so China has the one child limit or one child policy. So the, as far as I know, I mean, I'm, I'm well, I'm happy to be educated for those who are in the no more, but as far as I know, it was just population control. So it wasn't trying to, um, sort of change the genome of the population or anything like that. But where, what, what, what this is saying, and, and it comes out in, in that bumper sticker or t-shirt that's around once in a while that says, you know, stu stupid people shouldn't be allowed to breed or something like that. The, the idea is is that if you're strange or if you're dumb and you don't reproduce, then the idea is then that we as a people would all be better because there's fewer dumb people. And that's exactly the idea of eugenics, right? Um, right. Th th I mean, that we're, we're, we're altering, we're, we're trying to further only certain genes. And that's exactly an idea out of um, evolution. Uh, that, although evolution would seem to imply that, that, the stronger would win out anyway, so you wouldn't really have to implement eugenics, I wouldn't think. Well, so the, well, part of the problem is that that ev the 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 what the idea of the survival of the fittest that the evolutionists have is different when it comes to humanity because you see the survival of the fittest like when you see a lion eating the slowest gazelle or whatever, it's kind of obvious. But when it comes to humanity. Because we are such profound pack animals, understand that I'm speaking like a evolutionist. We're such profofound pack animals that we have this pr pr uh, protective instinct so that the stronger come along and support the weaker. And so and so genetic um, the, the the speeding up of the 
of evo- that this pack process slows down the process of the survival of the of the fittest wouldn't, amongst humanity. Wouldn't that be a negative then for evolutionary process? Well, it depends I mean, on in other words. I mean, in other words. Yeah, right, yeah. They they right? they say that we are stunting evolution and that or transforming evolution. It, it, that humanity is evolving as a whole, but not as an individual, not as individuals, but as a whole species. And then you get into the whole transhuman because we're starting to integrate ourselves with machines and so forth. So, I mean, I, I realize that this is just pointing out the contradiction, but in a way, I mean, so evolution can bring us no ethics or morals. So uh, really, when we see a coronavirus pandemic, it would almost be better just to, from an evolutionary perspective to say, let's just let it take out who it will take out, and the lows that are left will be better. I mean, at least it'll 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 push along the evolutionary process. Well, I think there's some people who are like that, but you just realize that you can't actually say that out loud. But because I mean, then you really show up as a jerk. But the, who's that guy up there by you who wants to kill all the babies? You know that uh, uh, Peter Singer. He kind of has that idea. Oh, when you said but, the guy up here but wants to kill the baby is like, hmm, half the state. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Peter is, Singer, he, he, he's the extremist, uh, the, the ethicist who says that you should be able to abort children up to 30 days after being born. Yeah. He kind of has that survival of the fittest business, but... Um, but that's... He, he kind of is on the... Because you can't say stuff like that and still... But I mean, I, but here's my question: D- Doesn't it, doesn't it flow logically from evolutionary perspective? And any, any evolutionist who would depart from that perspective would at least be engaging in some kind of cognitive dissonance. Yes, I think so. Now, now, okay. So, understand that the, the evolutionists won't take it that easy. I mean, it's it's one of these things that we do all the time, right? We say, look, Darwinism. As soon as Dar- as soon as you try to, as soon as you try to let Darwinism affect the way you think or act, you become a wicked person, which is just kind of obvious. And but the but we should just know that the Darwinists don't let us get away. They don't let you get away with that. They won't admit that. They they but they they have to jump through a bunch of hoops. And so how do they do it? As they say, well, it's not. It shouldn't be understood individualistically, but rather, it should be understood like co- corporately, so that humanity as a species is is growing stronger and surviving. It shouldn't be understood as like one individual over another. Now that all falls apart whenever you have any sort of questions of eugenics, right? Because that's the whole idea of eugenics is like for the humanity to get stronger, then that weak person has to be killed. And it's most like most horribly seen when you look at these Scandinavian countries where there's there's like no people with Down syndrome because they just get aborted. Mm-hmm. And you have these and you have the the you have the secularists defending abortion at any cause, which means they have to fight against all of these laws that would restrict abortion based on characteristics. So it's one of the things that's happening now. I mean, like currently, right now, there's the pro-life folks are trying to put forth laws that say, look, you can't abort someone because they're black or because they're because they're uh, a boy or a girl, gender selection or race selection or disability selection. You can't abort someone because they're going to have Down syndrome. That you can't, in other words, you can't go and and select the characteristics you don't want the baby to have. And the abortion industry has to oppose that and say, no, no, you can for any reason. 
abort someone. And that is that is giving up the game right there. When you say they have to, that their their logic or profit margins force them to. Is that what you mean? Right. Okay. Right. That's right. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. More of your voicemails right after this. of mystical subjectivism. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. Well, you, oh, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should uh, you should make some tunes with uh, DJ Quads. I mean, I should. That's gold. Go over to Denmark and I'll be your yelling guy. You remember <laughs> how I want to do that? Woo! Yeah. Oh, how could we forget? All right, there's more voicemails to listen to. Here's the next okay. one. Hey, pastors! I was listening hey. to your Toby Mac uh, favorite song, uh, praise song crunching, and I decided to. Text my wife one of the lines to see if she oh. on. So Whoa. she got just like Pastor Wolf Mueller's, like a lyric to my favorite song. You stick with me all day long. I don't think that my wife caught on, and she sent me back the smiling stars in the eyes emoji. Oh, so wow! I am well. probably on the cusp of mediocrity. <laughs> with my wife as far as how much she thinks I love her. Just a few more praise songs, and I might be at least at mediocre. Thanks <laughs> well, for all you do, well. pastors. I really love your radio show, and uh, God bless you. Bye. Well, Man, it's... I cannot recommend that strategy, but apparently... <laughs> Thank you, Toby Mac, huh? Wow. Uh, I know. <laughs> Wowzers. Like a I mean, I would never... <laughs> I, it's a huge risk. Uh, it's a huge risk. <laughs> you know, I mean, every time I basically take my life into my hands every time we try that around here. Uh, I mean, maybe he's newlywed. Carrie, Carrie's going. Why do you only text me romantic things between ten and eleven on Mondays, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever time it is there? <laughs> That's right. It's just it. It just doesn't fit with the context of. The other, that's just very yeah. mundane texts. You should, I mean, the text that we, that, like, uh, I'm headed home. Okay. Dinner's waiting. Okay. I mean, that's, you know. And then you're like the lyric to my favorite song. <laughs> well, good for our listener. Yeah. Well, we're, be praised. I just want to, I mean, we that. should, this should be part of the disclaimers. We do not recommend texting the lyrics of praise songs to your wife. No, no, that's uh, right. Is at that your true? Own risk, at your own I've risk. always tried to trick you into doing it to Mandy, but you'd never have even had a, the bravery <laughs> and the fortitude to attempt Listen, such a thing. The the real reason is because um, there's little difference between the way that I attacks my wife and praise songs. I mean, it would just be another day in the texting of that goes on between Mandy <laughs> that's and myself. Right, okay, so, I understand. So I mean. 
<laughs> All right, you ready for another one? The pa- the passion, the regular passion. Oh yeah, would not be distinguishable, right, from right. the praise song passion. I now fe- we should I feel maybe like make I'd the be point opening up the the regular conversation that goes on between my wife and I to all the to both of the listeners of Table Tiger. I just I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> the uh, the, this is uh, the reason why this is works actually is because of this Jesus is my boyfriend kind of idea of the praise song is that it's all about oh, yeah. this relationship. Oh yeah, so. we should probably make the point why we do that. Yeah, that's the <laughs> uh, and that's okay. a, I mean and and people always um, think that that's one and the same. Like like if you have um, romantic feelings towards your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Then that's that's the same kind of love that you ought to have for God, um, but uh, but that's that's not how the scriptures actually um, deliver it to us. That, right. Uh, I mean, so the the relationship that stands between God and man is one that is either a relationship of wrath or a relationship of grace and mercy, and the difference there is a matter of can I say it this way legality. It's mm, yep. That, yep, you can say that. that that God that God has said, um, well, I mean, so ordinarily, what we would receive is wrath from God because of our sins. But the declaration that has been made on account of Jesus Christ is that God does not hold us uh, hold our sins against us because we've been acquitted. It's been it's been paid for. It's our, our sins have been atoned for. So the now the relationship that stands between us and God is one of uh, grace and mercy. That is completely different than the than the romantic imagery that exists between a husband and a wife. That's right. All right, here's, right. here's another one. Hi, this is Robert out in uh, western Pennsylvania. I was sitting at a stoplight where the turn signal wouldn't change, and uh, <laughs> the car in front of me had a bumper sticker that said, Help America, pray the rosary. I've seen that before. Help America praise the rosary. Yeah. Have you seen that before? How are you supposed to help a country say a prayer? (laughs) You make a fine point. (laughs) Uh, I don't think it means help America to say the rosary. I think it means help America by saying the rosary. Well, a little clarity would be nice in these bumper stickers. This is the. It's very clear. (laughs) If you have this idea that the Catholic Church is. Everything is transferable. It's like a it's it's such a whole big credit card system for goodness. Mm. You just got to think of, just think of a bank, but instead of having money, it has good works in it, and then you have you have the Catholic Church. I mean, that's just the idea of the Catholic Church. So there you go. So then you're like, okay, so if I say the Rosary, it's like, it's it's basically like paying your taxes spiritually, you know. Is some some good works are sent in for everybody else to benefit from. Hmm. But I mean, who's to say that doesn't help Catholics in like Rome? I mean, how do how do I make sure that the oh. the only ones who are benefiting from my praying of the Rosary are Americans? I don't know. Maybe you know it could have it could be that the like the spiritual benefit it just diminishes by distance. Like oh. it's this question about it, how like, close do you have to be to the food for it to be blessed by the table prayer? Oh right, right. It's a big question. You know, you got to go to that. You got to ask. You basically have to go to the monastery to ask those kind of questions. That's where they they have it all sorted out. All right. Well, we'll need one of our listeners then to go to the monastery to get those answers for us and report back. Uh, here's another one. Hey, mates. 
This hey. is Bob from Not Australia. I recognize that. I was voice. recently in Southwest Washington, and I found some church signs. Some of these are kind of Valentine's Day themed, so beware. So first we have, all you need is love. And on the other side, let all that you do be done in love. This is on an AALC church. Uh Then we have, be mine, signed God, which is on an Assemblies of God church. And then we have, is God your spare tire? Only used in an emergency. And then there's a list of, on the other side, a list of four words diagonally. It's beliefs, thoughts, feelings, actions. And recently they changed it, and it says, love is dot, dot, dot. And that's on a Woodland Baptist church. All right, catch you later. You know, you know little... I don't know 100%, but I am suspicious that that guy might not actually be an Australian. Really? <laughs> I don't know. He said he's from not Australia. So, um, I just, I just, you know, I, I'm a keen <laughs> connoisseur of Australian accents. That's right. Nothing gets past. I mean, you. mine is basically spot on, and I can, I can spot a. <laughs> so I'm just so I'm just suspicious. It's like fifty-fifty. I'm uh-huh. just not 100% sure yeah. that that guy is a true Australian. Well, what would have been a fun game is if I would have um, previewed these messages and and made you match the church sign to the church affiliation of that sign. I couldn't have get couldn't have gotten it because they all go to the same all the church sign <laughs> volunteers go to like the same church sign workshop. That's you know, it's true. a non-denominational thing. <laughs> or use the same it's like website. a seven-day retreat. Yeah, like join us; it'll be punny. <laughs> You'll have so much pun. Okay, so I, I, we can maybe talk about a few of these. I don't know if we'll get all, all to them. But so on an ALC church, this would be American Association of Lutheran Churches. Um, all you need is love. And then, uh, I don't know if I got this exactly, let all you do be in love or something like that. Uh, what do you make of that? Do you know my, have I told you, or do you remember my famous all you need is love story? No. About the car accident in Australia? Really? I haven't told you this? I've told you this story. You've blocked it out of your mind. Our listeners are like, no, don't tell it again. You've told it 40 times. Okay, so uh, here it is. I was, how old was I? 17, 18, 17 years old, and we I'm working for this company in Australia, in the Northern Territory. We're driving around, and we're in this little kind of little mini four-wheel drive. So we had a, a whole big fleet of Toyota Land Cruisers and then this other little mini Subaru four-wheel drive. And I was in the back seat of that, and I was asleep. And the person driving lost control over the, the you know, the corrugated roads, the washboard, and went to the side and hit this berm. And we rolled, we flipped sideways. So I was asleep, and I remember waking up. I mean, I still can see it now. Woke up and remember feeling light and all of a sudden the world was kind of twisting around (laughs) and then boom the the ceiling comes in and the glass comes across so we so we rolled sideways hit on the top then rolled end over end we bounced somehow over this termite bed and came to a rest spinning upside down Hmm. and uh and just, and so there was the girl who was driving, the guy up front, I was in the back. We're all three hanging upside down from our seat belts. Hmm. And the Beatles were playing on the on the ta- in the tape deck. <laughs> and it go and I remember it it was just like this. It was, so it was no noise at all. And then 
boom, and then and all the dust and glass is coming, and it grinds to a stop, and then it goes like this: All you need is love. <laughs> and it died. And I right thought there. to myself, and an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Is everybody okay? Yeah, I'll finish the story on the other side of the break. All right. Well, that's a cliffhanger if you ever heard one. That's <laughs> No one's leaving during this break. I can guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> All right. I can't believe I've never told you that story. One more segment. Stay tuned. Wow. It's a movement, not a radio show. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So I've kicked up the Wolf Mueller One YouTube channel, and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor, about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller1 is the channel name. See you there. I'm just wondering if you got some kind of a, a head injury during that, I, that car I, accident. I, well, speaking of... <laughs> so here's that. Here was the... Well, so, okay, so... We come to a stop. All you need is the... And so I... I So we're all three hanging upside down. And I say, you guys all right? And they all kind of... Uh, so they're alive. So I unbuckle myself. And I fall. And at some point... So either the roof hit my head or I hit my head on glass when I put myself down. And I cut my, I sliced my head open. I had to get three staples in, in my scalp. Is that when you started crawl- randomly speaking in an Australian accent? Because <laughs> I'm starting to piece this all together. <laughs> can you now? Can you imagine? I'm 17 years old. What a knuckle. And I crawl out of the window, and out of the side window, and I go around to the to the passenger side. I think, and I'm and there's, so there's seven of us or eight of us in this convoy, but we're all spread out because the roads are so dusty. So you have got to drive. I mean, you're driving like half a mile apart from each other so that the dust doesn't mm. doesn't come and so i go onto the radio and i'm trying to call the other guys we flipped the we flipped the jeep we flipped the truck we flipped it and they, i'm on the wrong station and they're what's wrong they're not no one's coming in that's right uh and the one guy is hanging up they're both the both the the passenger in the front and the drive they're still both hanging upside down hmm. from their seats kind of stunned and and uh, it's not going through and the guy says the antenna's buried in the ground, and the and then the girl says it's the wrong station, so she flips the station. We flipped the tra- we flipped it, and I can, uh, the I hear the guys laughing. You're stuck, you're hmm. stuck, and I said, well, we're flipped. And then at this point, they drive up, and they're like, oh. So anyway, we get the other two out, uh, of the car. We and. We call immediately to, for the ambulance, and we drove, if I remember right, we drove three hours to meet the ambulance halfway. Wow. <laughs> so we were six hours away from the nearest hospital. Hmm. Um, but we ended up, we, I mean, before that, we kind of, we flipped the, 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 the little SUV over, and we opened up the hood and disconnected the battery. You know, you don't, you're trying to avoid sparks and everything. 
And I remember still when we opened up the hood, my shoe that I was wearing was in the engine compartment. So it's some, somehow during this whole flip, mm. my shoe came off of my foot and went out the window and then back into the engine compartment. <laughs> that was, uh, how that happened, I don't know. The, I'm not a physics major or anything. But it seems... <laughs> so we went to the hospital. I had a. I just had to get a couple staples in my head. Um, the girl, this sounds, she broke her. She had a fracture, a, a tiny little hairline fracture in one of her vertebrae. Hmm. So she kept saying all summer she broke her neck. But that's what. So she had to wear a neck brace for like two weeks. Hmm. The guy uh, broke his wrist uh, and had a cast. Had a, they uh, didn't have to straighten it or do any surgery or anything. He just had to wear a cast on his wrist. So we were all we were all fine. So we got back later that night and on the satellite phone called my mom and dad. So don't worry, everyone's okay. <laughs> One of those. That things, was a, that's a way great, great way to deep start out back of Australia. <laughs> I mean, and it's on the sat phone. It was like mom and dad. It's Brian over. <laughs> so you know, it's back. It's a, it was the back and forth sort of thing. This must have been summer of '98 or something like that. Wow, wild. So I still huh. have a scar from it from that day. So, but I always, so that's what the, all you need is love. And I thought all you need is love. And that's that f song works fine when you're not crushed in a car upside down in the, in the outback. So what you're th this is all a long way of saying. It's not true that all you need is love. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't believe it anymore. What about the flip side of the sign on this AALC church that says, "Let all you do, uh, do in love"? Or I don't. I yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But you got to remember. So this is the great danger. The word love is because love is so love is often what love often means today is not love. <laughs> so 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 for example. If you you know you get the decision that two guys can be married to each other, mm. and they say it's because you got to love. Well, that's not that's not love actually. That's not love. So, love is ordered by the Ten Commandments. It's it's uh, there's a, so much to, there's so much specificity with love. It's ordered by the Ten Commandments. It's it's shaped by our neighbor's need, by our own capacity, and by our vocations. So each vocation has a different shape of love, a different flavor of love. There's different needs for for love. So. So again, so it's commandments, vocation, capacity, and need. And these four things combine to say that love looks very specific in these different cases. So, I mean, the easy way to think about it is that the love of of me for the congregation is different than my love for, of me for my kids. Because on the one hand, it's a pastor-shaped love, and on the other hand, it's a dad-shaped love. Now they're not antithetical to each other, but they're very, very different. So, what do you what do you make of this Baptist church that says love is dot 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 beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and actions? I think the nice point that they're trying to make is that it's not just feelings, which needs to be said. That love is more than just a, an emotion or an affection; it's a it's an action. So the word charity captures that. But it, it's always followed by sacrifice. So as long as they're saying, maybe they're saying love is more than just feelings, but it, it's also actions. I'm not sure what it means that love is beliefs, because we would make that old distinction between faith mm. and love. Hey, you used the buzzword. Congratulations. Oh, wow. <laughs> I normally don't talk about faith, so. <laughs> Do you know one can go a whole show 
talking about faith without using the word faith. That's what CFW Walter said. Oh, really? He said a whole show, huh? I'm going to give you 250 points for that. All right. Whoa. Uh... Okay, well, one last one is the spare tire. Is God like your spare tire? You only use him in an emergency. Um, now, this comes up a lot, and I and, and I don't really because I mean, on, on the one hand, you have like people who are um, disgusted with others who are not taking God more seriously during normal times, and then and then there's the the I mean, the examples always use like nine eleven, and everyone rushes to church. Um, and then a few weeks later, they're all gone again. Um, that, 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 that there's not kind of like lasting faith. And so that's kind of likened in this church sign to the spare tire. You know, you never even think about your spare tire when you're driving around until you get a flat and then all of a sudden you, you pull it out, but you don't have any use of it otherwise. Um, did I ever tell you about that time we got the spare tires in Australia? And- <laughs> we don't have time for another story. <laughs> But uh, this I mean, was an actual thing. We got two spare tires in a row, so we were stranded. <laughs> Flat tires in a row. So yeah, no, no spare. Um, no. I mean, so is it helpful or not to to be likening uh, or you know pointing out that people regard God in just this kind of emergency circumstance? Um, how are we to think about that? I mean, are, are they being insincere, or is it just that that God is? number 17 on their list of things of daily life until life happens and now all of a sudden um, they'll take another look. Yeah. Ah, this is tricky because you know, there's a danger. There, There is a danger. There's a, it's a the law gospel distinction question here because if somebody has, is, forgets about God until they're in trouble, you know, they know atheists in a foxhole kind of thing. Or remember, C.S. Lewis said this: God whispers to us in our comfort, but shouts to us in our pain. And hmm. so th- there's this. I, so if you get the idea that well, someone's only paying attention because they're really in the midst of it, and then the, you know they come to church because they they got someone who's sick or they need some help, and then they, as soon as they're gone, they're gone, and we become so they that person needs to hear the law. But the person who's upset at that person also needs to hear the law. This is why Jesus tells the parable of the of the workers in the vineyard. Mm. Remember that? I mean, mm-hmm. so here's the guys. I've been I've been doing all this hard being a Christian stuff all my life, and this person comes in the last minute, and gets all the same benefits, and Jesus says, "Yep." So that the, so that the person who just calls on God in the day of trouble, the Lord is merciful to them too. Mm-hmm. And and if we're upset about that, so so, so I guess if we're upset about that because. Of, because uh, because we think we've deserved something more than them, because we think we're somehow better because of our enduring spiritual disciplines, then we need to hear a, a sound rebuke from Jesus. Mm. But if we think if we think, hey, look, this is if we're preaching to them, there's you know you're you're an idolater because it's all about you and you're not you're not, you're only listening to the Lord whenever you you need His help and so forth. Then then that's also true. All right, one, Does that make sense? Is that a fair law gospel that, that, that's response? A great, that's a great distinction. I, I think that's good. All right, one more quick one. Church sign, St. Albans Episcopal Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Tweet others as you would want to be tweeted. Ah, I get it. I thought that was interesting. It's a pun. I get it. <laughs> Instead of treat, it's tweet. Ah, <laughs> Man, I want to go to that church. Next time I'm in Fort Wayne, I'm going to that place. I want to meet the guy who wrote that. 
Hey, are you guys? Are you the one that wrote the infamous church sign tweet? Others? Can you, you want... can you sign my meme? Was that original? I took a screen capture of that. Churchsigns.com. <laughs> tweet others. There is a way. This I actually do like this because um, there is a way that the internet makes us all jerks. Mm. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean. The I jerk have noticed thing? that about you. <laughs> so we're running right. about ten seconds here, Pastor. So we should treat each other nicely, even online, even when you're, uh, you know, like, uh, like Jerk Slayer Five O Two is your Twitter name or whatever. <laughs> you still should be kind, and a little bit of kindness, I think, is going to go a long way out there on the interwebs. That's it. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Keep sending in those voicemails. That's a lot of fun today. One eight hundred three five Sola. All right, we'll do this again in a Thanks year. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please Both consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.